0: Tens of millions of families with Alzheimer's disease and dementia all over the world, including our family. We are Alls in the Fam. I'm Alan Fair.
1: And I'm Polly Fair Noise. We're siblings, we are parents, but we're also caregivers.
0: This is our podcast. This is our support group. Welcome to our family. Alzheimer's sucks, but this family lives, laughs, and learns as we fight for a cure. Welcome. Welcome to Alls in the Family. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about early warning signs of Alzheimer's and dementia, how we noticed them in our mother, and our journey to realizing that we needed to do something about it. Um, One of our go-to resources, and one of the first things that anyone will find when they start Googling and learning more about Alzheimer's is you will find the Alzheimer's Association's website which is alz.org, alz.org. And so we're going to use one of the first articles that you'll encounter on their website, which is 10 early signs and symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia. So they list 10 things. Uh, Polly, you and I are going to cover a handful of those in this episode.
1: And, And I remember this is one of the first places we went when we started seeing things going on with mom and we thought, could it be out? Alzheimer's? Well, turns out.
0: (laughs) Right, right. They're a great
1: resource for us. Um,
0: Absolutely. Um, And I think what we've found in our journey and with others who have gone through a similar situation is that it's very hard to take the leap and actually say, hey, mom, dad, grandma, I'm noticing some memory loss and we need to go to the doctor. That's a really... Difficult journey to begin because I think what we found is if you're the parent or the grandparent, you don't want to do anything that's going to lose your independence. You know the the matriarchs and patriarchs of the family they don't generally say, "Hey, I I need some I need some help here," and and the kids don't really want to do that either. It's 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 a very difficult journey to begin on both sides. However, The earlier you can begin that journey, the more you potentially position yourself to get ahead of a medical event that then just forces the journey, whether you like it or not.
1: Yeah, I'll never regret um, starting earlier on helping mom with Alzheimer's. In fact, I wish we had maybe done something sooner. There are... medications that can mitigate some of the things, but also you can set up uh, plans, programs, there's resources that can help you. Um, So I think it's important to talk about the early signs that you might not see all 10 of them. The Alzheimer's Association lists 10, but a few of them together really will point you in the direction of, wow, this really might be dementia, specifically Alzheimer's dementia or whatever kind.
0: So let's talk about some that we saw in Our Mother in the early phases, which began a little over 10 years ago. Why don't you lead us off, Polly?
1: Yeah, so the first one on the Alzheimer's Association's 10 Early Warning Signs and Symptoms is memory loss that disrupts daily life. And so, this is different than, you know, I might run upstairs to get something, get up there and think, what did I come up here for? This is different. So, with mom, one of the first things I saw was she has a friend that she would go to lunch with once a month or so. They used to work together. And they would meet at their favorite pizza place that my mom had been driving to for a good 10, 15 years once a month. And she called me. Luckily, by this point, she had a cell phone. Called me is this instead.
0: Gentleman Jim's It is Gentleman pizza. Jim's.
1: Heck yeah. Right.
0: If you yeah. live in Maryland and don't know Gentleman Jim's,
1: yeah, get you yourself go. some. Yeah, it's it's a unique, wonderful pizza experience. Anyway, she called me and she was lost. She'd gone to meet Cheryl, but on the way back, she made a wrong turn and she had no idea what she was. Wow. So this was back in the day before you had a GPS in your phone. She called me. Luckily... I was able to help her by, I said, well, can you read any signs? Can you tell me what you're near? And she was near some, it, it where Gentleman Jims is, you could easily travel at that time two miles away and be kind of out in the country with not many businesses around that might help you point you in the right direction. So we got her home by looking on Google Maps, probably, something like that. And uh, that was a big first sign um, of disrupting daily life with her memory loss. She didn't remember how to get home anymore. Um, Another one could be she couldn't really remember to pay bills, what day the trash came to drag the trash cans down to the curb, that kind of thing.
0: Sure. Well, one that really leaps out to me is the fourth one that this article lists on alls.org, confusion with time or place— And this reminds me, I I call this the Giant versus Safeway story. So where we grew up in the town of Alney, Maryland, there are two huge grocery store chains, Giant and Safeway, and they're right next door to each other. And I spent my entire childhood with mom being fiercely loyal to Giant. Yeah. And um, she would weekly – spouse her extol her praise for giant and how much she didn't like Safeway and and I think at one point maybe in the seventies she was loyal to Safeway and then Giant won her over and she she never ever looked back. So I spent my whole life going to Giant with mom every single week and Giant was her grocery store brand.
1: Right. And she would literally drive past The other grocery store to get to Giant, so it wasn't a convenience thing at all. It was
0: she would drive that extra 500 feet to (laughs) to go to. Only was a pretty small town back then. Yeah. So then fast forward to about 10 years ago. Yeah. And mom is talking about her brand loyalty to the local grocery store. Only she's talking about Safeway. Yeah. And how much she loves Safeway. And I think all of us were there. This must have been a family gathering or something like that.
1: Oh, no, and- we all, because we all had the same experience as you, where we had to go to Safe, uh, to Giant all the time. And here was mom suddenly claiming she'd only ever gone to the Safeway, which was newer. It wasn't even there. Right. Uh, when we were younger. and And we were shocked. And she was adamant about her loyalty to that and would not hear it if we said, no, it used to be another way.
0: Right. So I said, mom, no, you mean Giant was the one that we always went to. And she said, no, Safeway was the one. And I said, no, mom, if you're going down, what is that, 108 Georgia Avenue? I forget. Georgia Avenue, yeah. So- if you're going if you're going down George Avenue you're talking about Giant, the one that comes the one that comes right after Safeway. Yeah. And she said, "No, Safeway, <laughs> the one that comes before and and is adamant, so we're also locking in on we're both talking about the specific location of the stores and she swears and you know the same thing I would never take you to to Giant. It was always Safeway. And t- <laughs> No, you mean everything you're saying is correct, except you mean it the other way around and there was no there was no digging in and all of us went around to to clarify and, and no, she no. was she meant Safeway. Yes, that's Safeway and yes, that was the store that she took us every time. So that was one of those that that incident alone was just more like, Well, that was kinda weird.
1: Yeah. But- imagine imagine how hard it was. It must have been for her. I think about this now that All the people she loved and trusted were like, Mom, you're misremembering. But she was so sure of her own memories at this point that she could not, she just could not change, she could not let anyone change her mind. It must have been all four of her children being wrong. Couldn't have been her.
0: Which other ones leap out to you on this list?
1: So difficulty completing familiar tasks is one that really started kind of early. So she, I would go to her house to visit her and see bills laying on her kitchen table that she's like, oh yeah, I have to pay those. And she'd have her checkbook out maybe. And then two, three days later I go and they'd be still there. And then I'd see a second notice come in. And this is someone who'd been paying her own bills for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. Um, So I'd kind of just took over the bills. Every time I went over there, I would take the bills off the kitchen table and bring them back to my house and pay them for her. Um, another thing, she was still driving at the time, and still I would drive with her. She was driving well. Um, but she would go and buy groceries, maybe that she already had. And um, one time in particular, I remember, we I went with her, got in her car, and it smelled kind of funny in her car, and we get to the grocery store, we buy her standard stuff, and uh, come back to the car to put the groceries in the back seat. And there's the groceries she'd bought, I don't know, two, three days before. It was very hot in the summer. And she said, no, those groceries are fine. I just bought wow. them. Um, just a constant. She, she just couldn't do that familiar thing of buying groceries, making a plan, having a list. She just bought things over and over. Uh, we had lots of Costco supplies in the basement, more than any single person living alone could use in their lifetime, really. Right. Um,
0: it, it makes you start to understand and appreciate. You Every now and then you hear a horrible story about how someone leaves a child or a pet in the car. They just simply forget that they're in there. You're right. like, oh my goodness, how can that happen? And in a lot of cases, these aren't, bad people. They're people who maybe have early onset dementia sure. or, or other things.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's a real concern. They just, I think Bonnie had a story too about completing familiar tasks. Um, this is our, our younger sister. She had left my mom to watch her kids. And this is before we realized that the problem was dementia not something else and was giving the wrong dose of, uh, just a, Uh, fever-reducing medication. Mom just didn't remember or wasn't able to complete that familiar task, which she'd done for my kids with no problem. And uh, so again, yeah. Another one that stands out is misplacing and losing things and not having the ability to retrace your steps. Um, Mom, as a 70-some-year-old woman at this point was always had her purse with her, but she started losing her purse a lot in her own home. So she had this thing where she became afraid maybe somebody was going to come and take her purse. So she would hide it in the closet or she would hide it underneath the table. But then the only person it was really being hidden from was her. And um, eventually... We installed some security cameras in her house to try and calm her fears, but we could see that she was hiding her purse, walking away, and then coming back and not able to find it.
0: Wow. So one that leaps out to me, another one that leaps out to me is changes in mood and personality. So this was probably when my oldest son, Marcus, was two, old- old enough to be walking, but but very much a toddler. And I had my old high school friend over, Song, and song. his wife, Hannah, were visiting me at my mother's house, and my mom was there. And so Song uh, was one of my best friends in high school, and my mom absolutely knows remembers song e- even to this day I don't think I've mentioned his name to her in quite a while but she would probably have a memory of him and at minimum know that this is that this is one of my best friends Absolutely. so song and his wife Hannah are um, with me at my mom's house along with my my toddler son Marco and I was upstairs with... My mom and Song and Hannah were uh, downstairs in the family room with with Marco. And at one point, they came up with Marco, and I guess there had been this pink tutu down there. was probably your daughter, Alex's, at sure. some point. And they had put this little costuming pink tutu on Marco. So they came up to show, look how funny, look how cute – and this was unbelievably upsetting to mom. She said, "Oh my goodness, take that off him!" and and literally got up, went over, and pulled this tutu off oh. of him. And it was so alarming because one, we're not we're not a family that cares no. if um, a. a a boy dresses up like a girl, or this, or or that, especially, and and it's a toddler, so even right. if we did, it shouldn't have set anything off. So it um it it was odd in in that sense. We didn't understand what that was.
1: I, I think this um, speaks to at that time she suddenly became more anxious and fearful, and that sounds like an anxiety response to her about things she didn't think she could control, right. and um and obviously completely out of character for her and also just ridiculous but there were a lot of ridiculous um things that she was that seemed ridiculous and now we realize were part of her um it was a personality change so she became afraid um often When it was uh, getting dark, twilighting, I think it's called. Sure. Where she would, uh, she the house she'd lived in forever, a neighbor she knew forever, suddenly she was afraid of. She would go out for a walk, come back, and go, I think there's someone in my house. And there were many nights for a while there that I would hop in my car and drive as fast as I could to get her, and she would be shaking, just shaking, crying. It was. I remember that period. Sad. Um, That was a period
0: of many, many years
1: that went through that. We tried so hard to get her to move in with one of us to kind of calm her anxiety. We thought that would help, and uh, she wouldn't do it because the truth is maybe she even realized nothing was going to calm that anxiety. She just couldn't control or understand when things were actually a big issue a big thing to be anxious about.
0: Just to close the loop on this changes in mood and personality and the story of her dramatically ripping off this, this tutu, um, I said to her later on that, Mom, that was kind of rude and embarrassing the way you behaved in in front of my friends. And she said, What are you talking about? I said, When Song was here yesterday, she was like, Song? yeah. I haven't seen Song since you were in high school. I haven't seen Song in ten years. I was like, "No, Mom, he was just here with his wife," and she said, "Song's married." Song. <laughs> so, not only did she have any recollection of this tutu incident, she didn't have any recollection of these people being in her in her house, which is another one. And and of course, from Song and Hannah's perspective. They were like, geez, what was up with your yes. <laughs> what was up with your mom? And so whenever when I saw them again months later and said it's the craziest thing, she doesn't even remember. They were kind of like, Wow, and you could see their their empathy and, and appreciation for that that kind of a situation right. and and we should we
1: should mention at this time our mom didn't really look old or like a picture you might have seen of a person with dementia. She has no gray hair or at least was coloring it to the point where she didn't. She was young and she appeared young and fit and was... So It is it was hard to explain some of her behavior away. And I wonder if you felt at the time, which a uh, thing that I felt, which is if your mom doesn't remember it and she thinks you're wrong, I really questioned myself a lot of times in those situations Um, And this is sort of a segue to another thing, but did you feel that? Like, wait, was he there? Was she there? Am I remembering correctly? I mean, I know that's a very specific instance and you know what happened, but I really had some trouble because she's my mom, right?
0: Sure. I think I would think that way now out of um, now that I know exactly what it is and now that we're ourselves are genetically predisposed to it. I'd be thinking, oh wait, did am I the one who's not right, remembering yeah. this? But I, I think back then it was just so clear that it was a fact. However, um, the emotion that you feel is more a little bit of anger and resentment because it was this embarrassing incident in yeah. front of your friends, your and, good
1: friend, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, long—I uh, mean, longtime friend who who mom loved.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. This is a, a a good friend is a good friend, and so you you hate to when when you make new memories with old friends, you want them to all be positive and and sure. good memories. So this is definitely a story that uh, even though this incident happened easily, you know, seven eight years ago, I'm sure that uh, they remember it yeah. well.
1: Oh yeah. So another thing. Um, Number five with, on the Alzheimer's Association list is trouble understanding visual images and spatial relationships. And this kind of speaks to me feeling like, you know, mom's in charge. She's my mom. And one time mom and I went for a walk and we brought Alex with her, my oldest daughter. And we were waiting to cross the street. And so I live in more of a city than uh, our mom at the time. Yeah. Uh, was living in, and we were waiting to cross the street, and Mom got very impatient. She really became impatient driving, and this is around the time we decided to take her car keys away, but she was like, come on, let's cross the street, and she was constantly encouraging my daughter, who had grown up in a city and knew how to cross the street, to just run across the street, that there was time to do that, that there weren't cars coming, and it was really a problem because... My daughter was like, "Well, Grandma, she's in charge. She knows what's going on." And I was like, "Don't follow her into the street." I mean, I realized our mom definitely had trouble with spatial relationships. She could not tell how far away a car is, and I didn't realize it at the time that it was a part of Alzheimer's until I read it in the Alzheimer's Association list of ten things. Um,
0: wow! How how scary! I oh, it was I awful. think I've heard this story before, but when you're with your children who are young, if you see an adult moving as a kid, your instinct is, therefore, it must be safe. I'm going to start walking too. Um,
1: yeah. Well, and, it, and this is mom who was always the most protective of our kids, of of my daughter, who, and had taken care of her when she was younger and helped her cross the street correctly and you know, I I when our kids were young, we said, you wait for the light to change. And Mom didn't even remember. There's no symbols or signals for walking in out where she is in Olney or was in Olney. Whereas here, it's a city, and you wait for the light to change, or you might get hit by a car. And, And it was difficult for my daughter because when Grandma tells you to do something, you do it. She loves you, and she takes care of you. Now, I mean, it was—those were— so I think that's one that you didn't really realize at the time, but now we know that was part of the al- Alzheimer's.
0: Right. That reminds me. I'm, I'm sure this maps to one of the things on the uh, on the list. Um, maybe it's decreased or poor judgment, which is one of them. So we'll, we'll map the story I'm about to tell to that one. But I remember when my son Marcos was born um, – she was still well enough very, very early on, maybe when he was still a baby baby where I would leave him with her for a couple hours, and you had paid a visit while while I had been out, um, and you observed that mom just simply could not handle the assembly of the types of bottles we were using. Right. It had, you know, the complexity of bottles these days because they're less gassy or whatever it might be. So so this bottle had like five pieces right. to it around the, the top area and mom was just kind of like, screw this and, you know, kind of a, adapting her own way of doing it, which frankly was probably fine in terms of his overall health, but the fact that she couldn't do it was alarming to both of us, and, and and you thought enough so where you you called me to make clear that you had observed that and that I needed to rethink leaving him alone with her right. because when it comes to babies, there are very specific things. Um, we're fortunate; some of our. Nieces and nephews have celiac disease and other things. I think between my two kids and your two kids, they're generally
1: allergy free. But could you
0: imagine if um, there had been an allergy and and discovering it the hard way? And and, and, in that sense, it's 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 hard. And that was another thing that was hard for me is another realization that. I'm the youngest of the siblings. My grandchildren came later. And it's like, oh man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ever
0: all all the other kids had such a wonderful experience with grandma. And I I felt at the time that my kids were being cheated in some way because I didn't yet understand that this is the onset of Alzheimer's disease. So I felt more hurt yeah. by yeah. it than anything I else. Think-
1: Another thing that happened with mom was she really – she had trouble with sort of complex situations, and but it wasn't complex like, I don't know, changing the oil in your car. It was sure. complex like putting a, a baby bottle together. Um, also, she was always the one who would host big family dinners, and we had started taking over that on our own. But mom would always come to my house on Christmas Eve and have our big Christmas Eve celebration. And one year, probably around the time your kids were babies, she just said after dinner was prepared, she'd helped the whole time, and we were going to sit down to dinner. She said, I'm just going to go home. And I was like, what are you doing? you got to stay for dinner. And this is the best part. She's like, no, she really couldn't handle large groups anymore, especially— Some of my husband's, you know, children or nephews were there. Um, Not children. He only has children with me.
0: (laughs) 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 Thank you for clarifying.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she – we had to – we called her an Uber to go home because because she just – she couldn't take it anymore. It's too much. Um,
0: I remember that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So –
0: What's what's interesting about this list? There were ten. I'm not exactly sure how many we cover, but there's a, there's at least one in here that even to this day isn't really applicable to our mother. So I would say if you're noticing signs and you only see two or three, don't ignore it. I don't think that you have to hit all ten of these because, for example. Um, number six in this article is new problems with words in speaking or writing. From the speaking standpoint, we don't really notice that even now, right?
1: With mom, even now, uh, she can speak well. She doesn't have the opportunity to write, so I don't know that, but she can read and understand uh, a simple sign, like you know, don't, this is the bathroom, go here. Um, But we haven't seen that, and I think that um, I don't know what the Alzheimer's Association says, but what I find is that you don't have to have all 10 to have Alzheimer's. You might only have three, and and the memory in our case was the biggest number one red flag. And then we looked at the other things and saw, oh, yeah, I guess that has happened, too. Um, but they fade slowly. Uh, the changes in being able to plan a big family meal, you might contribute. You might attribute that to age, right? Just right. getting older, more tired, less stamina, maybe. Right. Um, and that could be part of it. But uh, now I realize that she has a lot of stamina. She can walk miles, but couldn't possibly have the mental stamina to right. plan an event.
0: Right. Now, the purpose of our podcast is just to share stories, form a support group, let people know that they're not alone in it. Um, So while you shouldn't take this advice as advice from professionals, other than we've lived through that, if you're noticing any of these symptoms in your loved ones, your parents, your grandparents, and don't see them proactively speaking about it or giving any indication that they're seeking medical help, uh, it's probably a good idea for you to be the driver and take them to their doctor and begin that journey or to talk to a physician to get that started.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. I recommend if you've got family, get them together, start having a plan. I'm seeing these signs in mom or dad. What should we do? What? What? You know, do we have our paperwork in order? Um, Right. Can they continue to live alone? Can they continue to drive? Uh, How fast is this moving? Uh, Sure. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's even a good preliminary step. Is if there are other vested loved ones, whether siblings or other, you know, just other family members or loved ones to. Gather those people and and say, "Hey, I'm I'm observing some memory loss. I'm observing some uh, that mom or dad is having confusion with you know, time or 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 place, and see where there's consensus and where there's a lack of consensus, and uh, build a plan from there." Um, it's such a lonely journey as a caregiver that the more you can enlist with loved ones that have a vested interest yeah. really makes a big difference.
1: You do wanna reach out to other people, to the other people in your family, because someone said this to me, a friend who watched her mom go through this, today is the best it's ever gonna be since there's no cure for Alzheimer's yet. Uh, it's today, It's going to, it's not gonna get easier tomorrow, it's not gonna to change tomorrow for the better every day that you have with them is the best it's ever going to be. So start planning and start, well, preparing. Just begin. Yeah.
0: Begin the journey.
1: Yeah. Don't be afraid of the diagnosis, I think, um, because the more you know and, and the more you can reach out and find other people who have ideas. We learned so much from, I learned so much from other friends who had parents that were afflicted with Alzheimer's.
0: Of course. Well, why don't we end the episode with thanking the Alzheimer's Association um, where All's in the Fam is an active member and contributor to them. Uh, we appreciate what... We do uh, their
1: walk. We do everything. Yeah.
0: We appreciate what, uh, what they do. Uh, check them out as, uh, as well. We're All's in the Fam. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All's in the Fam. In the fight against Alzheimer's and dementia, we are all family. Find us at Alls in the Fam on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and on our website, allsinthefampodcast.com. We appreciate you clicking that subscribe button on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast catcher may be. Alzheimer's sucks, but we are in it together. We are Alls in the Family. Talk soon.